Well, welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. My name is Travis and I am here with my wife, Dawn. Hey everyone, so fun to be with you here today. Well, we get it. We know you guys could be doing anything else right now, but you chose to listen to this podcast and we are so excited that you did. I mean, it makes our day, our week, our month. We're just glad to have you listening. Well, we're going to be getting into our topic for this episode here in a little bit. And really the topic is kind of a fun one. I'm excited to unpack it. Uh, it is the title would be the no go list. The no go. The no go. Like N O. Don't go, go yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, not no, K N O W. Like you got to know a lot yeah. of things, but don't go there. The no go list. And really, it's conflict resolution 101. But before we jump into that, we want to remind you guys of something that we have, yeah. or maybe I just think it's crazy cool. It is Don. really cool. I'm proud of you, Travis. It's amazing. Travis's new book, Gripping What Matters Most, is available on Amazon on this Tuesday, February 15th. And we couldn't be more excited. Of 2022. Yeah. We couldn't be more. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, oh my gosh, Don, for me, this is a big deal. Yes, I hope tons and tons, thousands of people read it, but it's a big deal because it's like my ultimate bucket list yep. thing that I can check out. You've been dreaming I'm, about this a long oh, time. This specific book, especially, it's near and dear to my heart, but it's a dream of mine since I was 11, 12 years old. Well, guys, we want to give you a better idea of what gripping matters most, a life and relationship relationships that hang on to you. We want to give you a better idea of what that's all about. So check out this trailer for my upcoming book that's coming out on Tuesday, February 15th. Maybe we are not all as different as so many make us out to be. After all, languages, cultures, and governments can't teach what is instinctively interwoven into the DNA of the human fabric. It transcends all differences and shreds social barriers. Every baby, no matter where on the planet it makes its majestic entrance, will quickly grip the finger of his or her parent. Could this be our very first decision followed by an action? Yes, it likely is. It's what we all did on the day that we were born and it's what we'll all continue to do every moment of every day. Here's why. We grip what we think matters most. We instinctively grip and it starts at the very beginning from the very moment we breathe our first breath. You have a grip and it is firmly wrapped around something right now. It's sitting in the palm of your hand. What is it? Have you thought about that lately? If not, it's time. It's time to grip what matters most. All right. Well, welcome back again. We're hoping that that trailer for the book gave you a little better idea of what it's all about. And again, near and dear to my heart. Just so excited. Well, hey, we want to jump into this week's episode. The no-go. The no-go. <laughs> N-O-G-O. You're hung no-go. up on that, aren't you? <laughs> it just sounds kind of fun. It does sound funny, fun. <laughs> the no-go list. In other words, you know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and your parents had all the Christmas presents stashed down the hall in at the you know the closet in the end of the hall and your parents are like you don't dare go there do not go there no going down there because the gifts are there it was the no go like but that, closet. Ne- that never happened in my house but you guys just went and found them and <laughs> ripped them open too or many of us kids oh you didn't get any gifts <laughs> no That's no right. we got gifts but i don't know if they were ever in a closet <laughs> i think i missed out on that they just kind of kind of hit them out in the middle out for everybody to right, see yeah yeah oh. i think it was too hard to 
hide gifts for seven kids. Oh, I got you. Yep. Yeah, just too many totally. Anyways, that has well, nothing anyway, to do with Anyway, speaking podcast. of when we were kids, um, yeah, that's a great segue. And uh, I was just going to mention when I was a kid, one of the things that I loved to do besides opening presents was I loved to eat onions. Guys, I know it sounds disgusting. I know it's weird. But I used to eat onions and loved them as a kid. I don't know what it was, but uh, it started my love affair with the onions. My parents had a big garden and I just, you know, I saw a garden and I was like hungry. And so I immediately, I just thought free food, like this is a grocery store that didn't, you know, ask for money. And so we would just walk out to the garden when things were ripe and whatever we wanted, we would just pick it and eat it. And I remember going out to the garden and getting onions, you know, the green ones with green stalks that stick up out of the ground. I'd pull them out, I'd go rinse them off, and then I would dump piles of mustard on them. That's disgusting. That's so gross. <laughs> so gross. I would dump the mustard on them, and then I would just eat onion after onion after onion. Oh, I loved onions. That's actually really gross because I hate onions and I hate mustard. Actually, I shouldn't say I hate onions. About two years ago, I started liking them with butter and salt over the grill, but right, not right. a big onion fan. And I definitely don't like mustard. I think I won you over to the light. Like yeah. uh, you saw the light, you came better. over Started from the dark with, side. with onion powder and then went to minced onion. And now I'm slowly able to eat real onions. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, onion rings. I think oh, onion, onion rings. I actually know I do like onion you, rings. That helped win you over too. Well, here's the thing. My onion addiction never quit. Like it just continued to grow throughout my life. Now too, as an adult, I eat onions and sometimes I eat them at the most end opportune time. And so the other night, and we're just throwing ourselves under the bus here, but the other night we got into a little bit of something. We did. As I was, you know, preparing my argument. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was preparing my plate of food. You were preparing your plate of food and I decided to dump a small amount. Okay. Let's be honest. A large amount of onions on my meal. Yep. And actually the meal was tater tot casserole. And you ruined it. You put onions all over the well, top. Well, I it. think I made it better. It I was love already tater really tot good. Casserole. If you guys don't know what tater tot casserole is, it's definitely a Minnesota so dish. So good, so good. Well, all that to say, we did, like you mentioned, Don. We got into a little bit of conflict over the onions. You want to tell everybody why? Yeah, actually, you were about to put all these onions on your tater tot casserole, and I just was kind of flirting with you. I thought was like. Trying to be romantic in a weird way saying, hey, you know, don't put the onions on there because maybe later we can kiss. Because honestly, I don't care for the taste of onions. And so when Travis <laughs> eats the onions, I don't like to kiss him. You don't and so like I was, an onion flavored no. kiss? <laughs> and so I don't care that you eat onions. I just, it affects if we kiss or not later. So I, I was making a cute, what I thought was a cute <laughs> comment. And you made a really sarcastic comment back to me. It was sarcastic. Yeah. Something I shouldn't have said. Yeah. It was something along the lines of, well, we hadn't kissed yet today. So why not eat onions? And it was something like that (laughs) short, fast, but definitely sarcastic. And it was wrong. It was inappropriate. It just kind of flew out of my mouth. And it's funny because we actually got into an argument over it because a few days prior, I was very focused on something else. There was something else. We were really busy. I was focused on a lot of other things. And so our affection towards each other wasn't super evident like it normally is. Right. And so you said it out of sarcasm, but you were kind of like jabbing me 
because you were a very affectionate person. And here I was trying to flirt with you and you said something sarcastic back. So we began to argue over it. Yeah, not a bad argument, but we... It could have turned bad. It could have, but fortunately it didn't. And it probably was thanks to my bad breath. You were probably, you know, we were going back and forth just a little bit and you probably were like, okay, you win. You got terrible breath. Not only am I not going to kiss you later on because you were just a jerk, uh, but you have such bad breath. I'm not going to keep arguing with you and going back and forth with you. I think it was more of I'm such a time person that I didn't want to waste time on something so goofy. That's true. I don't know. That's true. Anyways, either way, we were able to get out of that argument. So we're just being real and honest with you guys that we argue over goofy things sometimes and we know we shouldn't. Yeah. And what was really cool, later on, we laughed about it. And so that was good just to know that, okay, this is not that big of a deal. But sadly, you know, some of the arguments that couples have in marriage are huge deals. I mean, couples have such big arguments. And then, of course, if they're about not onions, but things that really matter, then it's really sad and can get difficult and can really affect the marriage long term. Now, I think back down to when we first got married, you know, one of our favorite books when uh, we were just starting out, I think maybe a year or two into our marriage, we had heard about a guy from uh, the state that we're from, Minnesota. His name is Dr. Harley, and he wrote a book called His Needs, Her Needs. Exceptional book at the time, made a huge difference in our marriage, but he went on to write another book called Love Busters. And His Needs, Her Needs was all about what you need in your marriage. But Love Busters was all about the things that you don't want in your marriage, the things that we do to kind of drive each other crazy. Well, today we're going to kind of take a little bit of spin off of his idea or his phrase, Love Busters, but probably a lot different because this is our material, but just really talking about Love Buster kind of communications, if you will. What are the communication Love Busters? What's the no-go list when it comes to Conflict Resolution 101. So as we're thinking about conflict resolution and having this idea of a no-goal list, we opened up God's Word, the Bible, and we found a great scripture that we felt like would go very well with this podcast. It's found in Proverbs 29, 11, and it says this, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. And oh. wow, that's like the perfect oh. verse, because how many times... Do we say stuff that's just goofy and we should just bite our tongue or don't say it, yeah. but we choose to say it and anger comes from it. Yeah. But the wise actually are just quiet. They hold their tongue. They don't yeah. say it. And I, I'm the fool in this <laughs> passage, right? Like I'm the guy that's dumping onions on my meal <laughs> and then I make a snarky remark about kissing or whatever. But I love this, Don, because... You, you almost can't find truth anymore in our world, but this is the Bible. This yeah. is truth. And we need to know what God says about communication, about conflict resolution 101 and a no-go list. And this is what he says. He's like, look, don't be a fool. You know, yeah. Don't vent your anger. Quietly hold it back. So we're talking about this verse, but then you know, how did we get a no-go list? Why a no-go list? Well, life is tough enough as it is. Why not be on the same page in the most key areas of life. Well, you guys know us pretty well because we're pretty honest and vulnerable on this podcast with all of our flaws when it comes to our marriage and our goofy arguments. You guys know we have conflict sometimes. We have learned, though, there are some areas that we're not going to fight or argue about 
in marriage and we try to do that. This doesn't mean that we're perfect in these areas that we're about to share about, but we have gotten to the point that we are actually on the same page and pretty much refuse to waste our time on them. Again, I'm a time person, so when we argue over goofy things, I'm like, nope, it's just, let's not do this. Yeah. We, should, we should know better by now. We've been married for quite a few years. And Don, you're talking about the no-go list that we're about to share. I mean, this is true. This list that we're about to share, this conflict resolution 101, in other words, get rid of the communication love buster from your marriage. I mean, we're on the same page. Occasionally you might get snarky or I might about kissing or uh, onions, but when it comes to this list, we're really on the same page. Right. It's just, no, we know what we believe and we agree on it and we're not going to argue have conflict over these things. Yep. So it's really important to have a rock solid no-goal list. And what does a no-goal list mean? That means there's areas that you're, you're not going to argue about. You're not going to go there. No go. Don't no, bring no them up. Yep. Yeah. Just leave them alone. So what are they? What are some things that are on our no go list? The first one is this responsibilities around the house. Okay. We're at a point in our life where we know that if you make a mess, clean up after yourself. If I make a mess, I need to clean up after myself. But together we take our time and we have shared responsibilities when it comes to housework, when it comes to cooking, when it comes to laundry, like all those are just shared responsibilities. So we're not going to argue about it. We're not. Yeah. We are both on the same page too. We're not perfectionists, but you and I both want a very clean, nice house. I mean, people can drop by anytime and it's pretty much clean. And we, we're just not clutter people. No. There's not a lot of clutter. So when it comes to household responsibilities, I pull my fair share, you pull your fair share, and then we also yep. you know, scrub and clean and do everything we need to together. And this is something that we had to learn the hard way because, again, I grew up in a large family. My house wasn't quite as clean as yours. And our first couple years of marriage, you wanted everything very clean. I did. And I was like, <laughs> I thought things were good enough. And well, I eventually realized, you know, we both came to an agreement. Things don't have to be perfect, but we definitely like things picked up. And so after so many years of being married, why argue about something that we're on the same page about? Another area on our no goal list is overspending. You need to get on a budget and stay on it. This is something that we, again, we learned when we were younger. We know that we were not going to overspend. And we, so we created a budget and we are both at a hundred percent in agreement to that budget. And we're not going to overspend. Hardcore. Yeah, we do not overspend and we don't argue about overspending. I know of couples, you know, Don, of couples where they have blow up arguments because one couple, you know, one person in the couple's outspending tons of money and the money's all gone and they can't pay the electric bill. Horrible, horrible conflict. An easy way to just not argue about this area is to agree upon a number that you're going to ask the other person, hey, I want to spend this amount and have it be an agreed upon a number. And if you're going to spend over that amount, we just ask each other. We just say, hey, do you mind or tell each other what the money would be for? It's it's just mutual respect and great communication. Yes. A third thing on our no goal list is close friendships with the opposite sex. And this is just a guardrail that we created and we live by day in and day out. We do not have close friendships with anyone of the opposite sex. We have a lot of friends that are married, so we have men and women in our, as friendships, but we don't have close personal friendships with anyone of the opposite sex. Yeah, and part of that comes from, we've just watched marriage after marriage, not a billion of them, but uh, you know, marriage after marriage, where they did start to have a close friend, really close friend at work, or maybe in a group that they were involved with that wasn't their spouse. And then before you know it, that marriage came to an end. There was an affair and it's just, it's an area we're not going to argue right. about. Yep. You and I are on the exact same page. And 
honestly, those of you that are listening, you've got to, you've got to have a no-go list. What is on your no-go list? And don't go there. Don't argue about it and then live by it. We won't have to argue about it because we both agreed to that. We will not have close friendships with anyone of opposite sex. Don, I don't know about you, but I'm having fun. These are fun topics, kind of. Why? Because they're kind of like what old onions for us, right? Like they're the things that we could have bickered about or argued about a long time ago. We just don't anymore. And we get to save all that time. And what's (laughs) we do. You are efficient with time. You are not a time waster. But what's great is they don't stink up our marriage, these topics. We've dealt with them. And I don't say that from a prideful perspective because we're trying to be blunt and, and honest. We've argued about some of these things in the past, but more than anything, we've, we had to get humble to deal with them. And now we've tried to put them behind us and they pretty much stay back there. We just don't argue about them. But another one is a hot topic like conflict or can be in a lot of marriages. And I'm certainly not saying that uh, we don't ever have conflict over this. It it could have not made our no-go list, but the reason why we put it on there is because we both have come to the agreement that we are never going to withhold it from each other. What am I talking about? I'm talking about sex, making sure that, Don, I meet your sexual needs and that you meet my sexual needs. We're not going to go to other people. We're not going to digital things like that to fulfill our sexual needs. Absolutely. But yeah. but here's the thing, it's it's just wanting to make sure that we're on the same page with yep. that and that we're not gonna argue about that. It's just not gonna happen. We know that it's valuable to our marriage and we know the needs that we have when it comes to that area. We know that it's important in our marriage. So why argue about it? Absolutely. So it has to go on the no go list. Don't argue about whether it should be in the marriage or not. Leave it on the list. Another hot topic on our no go list is the past. We don't argue about the past. Why? Because honestly, at this point, we can't go back into the past and change it. The past is the past. Kind of like in that movie Frozen and they have that song, let it go, let it go, let it go. Just let go of the past. It's let it something go. Yeah. that we can't change. So why live there? Live in the future. Yeah, it, it's almost like dead bodies. You know, you're like you're dragging these dead old arguments out from 20 years ago and you got to let it go. You got to let them die right. and stay dead. Unfortunately, we know a lot of couples who will bring up stuff from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Things that should have been killed way back then are still really alive. No, you just let it go. If you want to have a healthy marriage, if you want to stop arguing, if you want to be able to move forward let go of the past. And I would recommend too, if you can't let go of something from the past, go see a Christian marriage counselor, yeah. see a Christian therapist. You've got to deal with it and let it go or you will never be healthy. Your marriage will never be healthy and you will probably be negatively impacting your kids and your family. So let it go. Deal with it. I love that you say that, Travis, because if there's an issue in your marriage or a topic that keeps coming up, Maybe there is something that does need to be resolved. So I think going to a marriage counselor or a marriage coach would possibly help in that situation. The last thing on our no-go list, again, you guys, these are things that we choose we are not going to argue about. We're no-go. Non-negotiable. The last thing is this, attending church and our faith. We decided a long time ago that our relationship with Jesus was going to be the most important relationship 
that we have ever had. And I think too, Don, what you're trying to say is that there are so many couples in our world today, in our society around the world where, man, they put so many other things above going to church, community, yep. a Jesus community, or above their faith in God. Um, and what what is it? We're talking about sports. We're talking about going to the cabin every weekend. And we love cabins. And we love sports. Or, or maybe working a job and money. But they put these things above their faith in God, above going to church, taking their kids and their their spouse to church. And we're just saying, look, you got to add this to your no-go list. Agree now that this is a non-negotiable. You're not going to fight about it because why? Almost every week, you're going to be in church. You're going to be talking to God. Like you just said, Don, so eloquently, your faith in God is way more important than any other relationship. And with that, our faith in God and attending church is, Travis, there's going to be times that you're going to want to do something that will help you grow spiritually. And I'm all for that. Like, that's amazing. I want you to be able to do whatever it takes to help you grow spiritually. And I know you feel the same way about me and my faith. Yeah. So again, we're talking about conflict resolution 101, the no-go list. That is really what this episode's about. And we found, Don, you found this incredible quote. I love this quote. I mean, this is almost worthy of just framing it and putting it up on the wall. Do you want to read it for everybody? It is so good. The quote is this, discussions are always better than arguments because an argument is to find out who is right and a discussion is to find out what is right. So when we argue, Travis, we're just trying to figure out who is right. And I can see that. I can, when in our goofy arguments that we've had in the past, at the end of it, we're just trying to be like, no, I was right. No, I was right. That's what it came down to. It was who was right. But I love when you talk about a discussion, we're just trying to find out what is right. Yeah, and we don't know who. We'll give credit to whoever wrote this. We don't know who that is, so it's an unknown person. But it's really like when when you're trying to prove that you're right, what you're really trying to do, too, is prove that your spouse is yeah. wrong. And it's this, you know, me against you mentality, and it just doesn't work. And there's way more emotion that comes with trying to figure out who is right than it does when it comes up when you're trying to figure out what is right. So some of this may seem easy to say, but what if there is ongoing hurt and frustration in your heart towards your spouse for past arguments about items on the no-go list? Well, here's the advice the Bible gives us. We could try to give you advice, but man, the Bible's advice oh, is way greater. It's the place to go yeah. to. In Proverbs 17, 9, it says this, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. I love that, Travis. I love that it says by dwelling on it separates close friends. You're my best friend and I don't want anything to ever come between us. Dwelling on those past hurts or dwelling on something that you can't, you know, let go of will separate us. And I don't want anything to separate us. Yeah. And when you take this verse and you kind of compare it against itself, really, you have this phrase, love prospers, And, you know, it's against or, you know, kind of like, okay, we'll compare it against the separation of friends. And one sounds way better than the other. I mean, separation is difficult, challenging, hard. But when love prospers, I mean, I guess I did not know that love could prosper. I mean, that's just a different way of of maybe thinking about it or saying it. I've heard and of course I know that love can grow, but this verse is so cool because it gives us wisdom about conflict and relationships. It does. From a a very different 
angle. It almost has a, a money connotation to it, which we can all relate to. Why? Because we all spend money. We earn money. And when we prosper financially, how does it feel? It feels great. It feels yes. amazing. But when we struggle financially or when we, when we run out of money, it is so painful. It hurts. So when we take that concept, that the phrase that this Bible passage is using, and we apply it to love, I mean, why not prosper in the area of love in your marriage? Why not be love rich? Yes, I agree. I don't know if that's a, a real phrase or a real thing, Don, but I wrote that down. Why, why not be love yep. rich? Be filthy love rich. And a way of being love rich is to have a no-goal list. Why? Because you're not going to be spending your time in your moments when you could be building your relationship on tearing it down. Why not have a no-goal list? Well, we just wanted to share with you guys our no-goal list today, and we wanna challenge you, if you don't have one, to stop and write one and come up with some things that you've learned from your marriage thus far and create a no-go list. Yeah, let me take it a step further. We, we not only want to challenge you, we want to tell you, stop right now and write out your list. Why would you wait? Come to a conclusion and be like, okay, these are the areas we agree on. We are never, ever going to argue about these uh, different topics in our marriage. We're just not going to do it. These are non-negotiables. Just going back to Proverbs 17, 9, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Whatever you do, guys, don't let anything come between you and your marriage that would separate you guys. We want to thank you for listening to the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. <laughs>